Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I'm joined today by Luke French. Luke is a college hockey player and also has gone through several significant shoulder injuries and rehabilitated back to a high-level performance. Today, Luke and I talk about the injury recovery process, getting second opinions from physicians, and largely about how his transition from a high school athlete to a college athlete went and sharing any tips for upcoming players that are going to go on to play college sports. I think if you are an athlete that has dealt with an injury or hopes of playing college, you will take a lot away from this episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. I am joined today by Luke French, who is one of uh, one of the initial uh, kinetic uh, patients from way back in the day when it was still just Lauren and I. I feel like, man, I met you when you were like a freshman or sophomore in high school, probably. Yeah, so I think sophomore or junior year. I think that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, something like that. So um, I feel like I've I've watched you grow up, which has been really fun. So Luke is a hockey player that initially was from and is from Kansas City came to Milwaukee and played in the general at junior admirals program. Um, and then kind of traveled around, played junior hockey for a while, and then is now just finished your freshman year at Bethel university in Minnesota. So, um, wanted to have Luke on today just to share kind of his experience and we're, it's fun now that kinetic's been around long enough. We've got some of these, uh, athletes that we saw growing up and now you guys are all having success in college and just sharing like some of that experience of what it was like to go through an injury and then kind of transition from high school sports to college. I thought that might be really valuable to just share mm -hmm. with, with some of the younger athletes that, that might be listening and, and mm -hmm. working with us now. So thank you for taking the time to come on today. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's always been a, it's been a one for a while. I've been following it for a while now. So whenever I got the call, I was pretty happy. Yeah. You, you feel like you've made it now? I guess so. I guess you could say that. So, all right. Well, I always like to just start with a little bit of background and I kind of just shared your story, but how I, I kind of know this, I think, but how did you um, end up actually coming to Milwaukee and then sort of what was your path to eventually get um, to play at Bethel? Um, yeah. So, I mean, for going to Milwaukee, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, going from Kansas City, there wasn't a whole lot of hockey going around and stuff. So it was just more of, you know, you got to go find somewhere you can play. Um, I spent a little bit of time in Des Moines, Iowa, spent a little bit of time in Omaha, uh, Nebraska. And then um, in the summer going into it was my junior year, actually, uh, we were I was up in Chicago at a um, a, a summer tournament type thing. Um, and I got approached uh, by the Milwaukee Junior Admirals, Matt Murray, who was my coach there and is still the head coach there um, and runs everything over there. So um, after getting approached by him, we were kind of looking for something different, just getting out of Omaha. Um, and then Milwaukee just kind of had a something special to it behind it. I just felt like something special was going to come from there. And, you know, I um, was lucky enough to spend two years there. Um, and I now call it basically my second home. Um, I spent the last few summers there just training and working with you guys at Kinetic through some different couple injuries but you know i i love milwaukee it's always been a great place and i'm always going to call it a second home from now on so yeah, yeah awesome. and then for bethel like it was just you know going through the junior experience it was uh it was a long time and took a while to get to college it's now being a 22 year old freshman is a little bit different than you know the, the normal college route but i'm sure all my hockey players will understand what's that like and you know i was very fortunate to get a call from bethel one day and 
get approached and I was kind of out on the East coast for a few years. And I decided that it was time to come back home to the Midwest where I was a little bit closer to mom and dad and a bunch of other friends. So yeah, I mean, I've loved everything about Bethel so far and I'm super fortunate to call it my, to call it, to call it home now. So that's great. Yeah. That was, it was really fascinating for me. I like thought I knew about hockey. Like I played, you know, youth hockey yeah. growing up till I was, I don't know, 12 or 13 and kind of followed the NHL a little bit. And I just had no idea until I watched your story, like how difficult and how different hockey was than other sports in terms of like, they don't really take kids to play college hockey right out of high school. Like you've got to go play juniors and get recruited and it's just so different. So like for someone that's not familiar, could you just briefly share what that process was like to actually get recruited? Yeah. So um, how it worked for me was I graduated from Homestead High School up in Naquan in 2018. Um, and then after that, that was after my first shoulder injury. So I had to take another year. I had a, another year kind of eligibility to play youth hockey. So I took the opportunity to uh, go out east and play uh, to play at a prep school out there. Um, and after that, um, I was uh, kind of aged out of the youth program. So now it's kind of time to go into juniors. Um, and the way it works is, you know, after high school, you have to go for most hockey players, you kind of have to go through it. You take basically two to two to three years off of high off of school. Basically, I mean, you can take online classes if you'd like, but I um, did not. Um, just my mom and dad wanted me to enjoy the time, and you know, grow a bunch of different relationships. So I was um, I spent two two years uh, my two years up in Utica, New York, uh, just east of Syracuse, where I played juniors. Um, you know, it's a very interesting um way to put it like you know we don't have to pay for we don't have to pay for any hockey or anything like that we pay our rent fee and that's kind of it but and it kind of works in the way of like a pro uh, professional program where you can you know get cut get traded all those types of things i was actually traded my first week on my team and i was traded from a team in boston to new york so that was kind of a a wake-up call for me you know i'd always kind of been in the same places you know i was moving around when i was younger but i always Kind of had my roots put down somewhere so to kind of get that yanked away from me was a little different um and then i was spent the two years there and then um recruiting kind of started in my second year of uh second year juniors um just had a bunch of different schools from around the midwest boston area stuff like that um just to just to come come play for them and you know it's kind of that's kind of the normal way it goes there's only a, a few handful of kids that can go out of high school and go right to juniors i mean if you do that you're very special and you got a lot of talent so that's kind of what the normal way is for most kids. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It was, it was super interesting to to learn about and and uh, watch you go through, and then ultimately have success with. So, what did you? I mean, did you always play hockey? How did you? How did you really get into hockey? And then when did you decide that you were going to make that effort? Like, it's not easy to play mm-hmm. college hockey. So, when did you really think like, yeah, college hockey might be a path forward for me? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I was playing a bunch of sports like a lot of kids do. I mean, my sister growing up was a huge soccer player so, and she played college soccer. So I will always kind of followed in her footsteps in that way of just playing soccer and then, you know, playing football, running track, all those types of things in middle school. And then um, after my eighth grade year, we kind of, I kind of settled down and tell my parents and, you know, said like, I really want to give this hockey thing a go. Um, just, you know, I was always my favorite sport. I always loved like spending time at the rink. Um, so that's kind of when we decided that that's what my sport was going to be. And we, I was very fortunate enough to have my mom move away with me um, up to Des Moines. And that's where it kind of all started. And once that happened, I was like, you know, if I'm going to, if my parents are going to sacrifice me moving away and, you know, having to spend some more money and find a place for me to live up there with them, like 
I kind of got to give it all. So that was kind of my moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to want to play college hockey. And, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't easy. You know, I went through, been through a lot, a lot of moves and, and different things. And there's a lot of ups and downs in there, but I mean, it obviously has all paid off for me. Um, just, you know, playing college hockey has been my dream just to be a part of something at the collegiate level is just being here for one year. I can tell it's way different than any other youth program I grew up playing for. It's just, we have something really special at our program growing and, you know, it's just going to keep getting better and better. And then hopefully we can get to the end goal of winning a national championship and just making everyone at the school proud and everyone that is that, you know, has like been brought along the way with me, just make them super proud. Cause that's just be the ultimate payoff. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, really, really cool and really interesting perspective. And I think, um, you know, we just always felt kind of compared to, I think because of the route that you took and moving away, being, you know, essentially in, a city not by yourself like you had to host families and things like that but um yeah i think it it probably made you grow up faster than maybe other kids that might be might be the same age um so uh just definitely a very interesting story so i want to hear how did the uh first year at college go for you what was uh what was it like to to be back in school after three years <laughs> off yeah um i mean it for sure was it was different um i mean i you know i was very really lucky to not have to go through COVID at all during school. Uh, a bunch of my friends from, from high school went through college at that time. And, you know, that was a really tough couple of years for a couple of tough years for them, you know, going through online school and stuff like that. But I got fortunate not to really have ever go through school with COVID and, you know, going in my first year, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Like you said, like I've been in school for three years, two, three years, but I, after like a, a couple of weeks or so, I was just like, you know, this is kind of just like, just like riding a bike. Like you just kind of get back out there and it's not too bad. You know, you have a lot more time than a lot of people think in certain things. So it's, it was really easy just to, for me to be able to hunker down and get all my school work done and then be able to, you know, play hockey as well. And so, yeah, I have no complaints really about my first year at all. It was always, it was super fun. That's great. Was there anything that um, really surprised you about like the transition from, I know you didn't go right from high school to college, but just from, um, like kind of growing up high school to getting ready to play a college sport at a bigger university? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was like, I knew this was going to happen, but I mean, a lot of kids, obviously me being a 21, 22 year old freshman, all my upperclassmen are a lot older than me. So, you know, going into school and hockey, I was like, okay, how's this going to work? And I was, I wasn't sure how the transition would be with having these older guys on my team being 25 years old, whenever all the rest of a lot of 25 year olds are already four years into their regular job and we've got seniors on our team. So that was kind of a wake up call for me. I wasn't really sure what to expect. And it was obviously a little intimidating at first, but you know, after a few weeks, you know, we're all here to play, we're all here to do the same thing and play hockey and love each other. And we all lean on each other in certain ways and they can learn from us in certain ways, just like we can learn from older people. So yeah, that was kind of the only thing that jumped off the page for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Was there anything that you found to be particularly hard about the transition or maybe harder than you were expecting? Mm -hmm. I think coming, this is more in the hockey aspect of things, but uh, where I played out on the East Coast, it was a lot more guys kind of more, a uh, little bit younger um, and a little bit quicker and not as much hitting or anything like that. So I was kind of more, like I was used to the hitting when I was younger and then kind of went away from it for a few years. And then coming back, I really wasn't sure to expect because Midwest hockey is a little bit different than the East Coast style. Um, so that was a big thing for me was like getting re, re, uh, acclimated to the hitting and all that type of stuff. So that was definitely a wake up call for me too. And I found it a little hard at times just cause I hadn't really, you know, throw my body around on the ice in a while and coming off a few injuries. That's never, 
it's always kind of a hard mental thing to do too even though you you, you got to trust your body you you never know because it's already happened a few times so that was the, the wake-up call for me was you know getting getting hit a few times my first game and have my mom jump out of her seat and here across the rink is i was like i haven't heard of that in a few years but yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure she loved that yeah um yeah that's that's interesting i mean i'm sure i guess this is probably the biggest even in juniors you maybe play with kids that were one year maybe two years older yeah, than you a couple but of years younger probably not playing against kids that were maybe as as much as like four years older than you it, you know it's four years makes a big difference in terms of just time spend the weight room and training and stuff like that mm-hmm. um no that's awesome um how was it like how did you find the transition into college strength and conditioning um and like kind of being on a team's program team schedule versus um you know in the past being able to sort of do your own thing and really just prepare your body how you want to without having to be in in like a structured program mm-hmm. yeah it was definitely um at times it was a little frustrating just because me coming off of all my injury history there's a lot of um certain limitations that i can do um and so that was kind of tough for me to have to put full trust into my strength coach um and just you know fully trust him uh it was uh, it took me a while but you know after you know being a freshman you're a little little scared to maybe talk to your big head honcho strength coach who's a big guy and you know loves to get at you a little bit but after a little bit a month or so i was able to kind of i was able to you know sit down with them and kind of give them all my injury history and how i need to change things uh like to make it more suited for me and after that time you know it was it's very easy for me now to go to chat with him be like hey like this isn't going to work for me like how can i alternate this or like uh, make it functional for me so that was that's been the biggest thing for me is now I just, you know, I can put full trust into him and just know whatever he puts in front of me every day on the iPad is going to be exactly what I need to do for myself. And also like for my team, just so we can all work together to get where we want to be. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And that's something that, um, we see probably not enough athletes, even at high school, but definitely at college. And sometimes in the pros, like being, I don't want to say standing up for themselves. Cause that makes it sound like conversation, mm-hmm. like, con- um, I'm drawing a blank on the word, but like more confrontational, yeah. but just more, um, speaking up and not just like, I think too many people just go with the flow of like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is, they don't want to be the squeaky wheel that like complains or does things. And like, just reframing it as like, you don't have to complain, but like, it's totally fine to go just have a conversation and, and try to not act like, you know, better, like, Oh, this is a bad program for me or anything like that, but more just kind of sounds like what you did like hey this is my story and this is what i've like done this before and this is what has helped me or not helped me or can we make these changes and and making it getting them involved in the in the process is probably really really good advice and not enough people do Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um is there anything that you learned over the course of this more physical probably longer season even in in college um about keeping your body healthy um i think you know our season was a little bit shorter game wise but it just it seems like it goes just a little bit longer you know having school and stuff you just seem a, a lot more busy but i think a big thing for me was um coming off of a couple of years of just like literally just playing hockey i had to like function my time a lot more and so you know i've kind of changed uh and getting older like it's part of it like your body changes and, and things like that 
um like you know i was really been really diligent now and like eating like you know making sure my meals are a lot better like taking the time to actually know exactly what i'm putting into and you know not eating out really rarely at all and like when i do i still try to be smart about it so that's been a big thing for me is just like trying to refine my meal plan and just make it a little bit easier for me and also where i can make make things where i can you know just have a grab and go it's been a lot easier for for me it's good too i have three other uh great roommates that we all kind of help each other out with cooking and things like that so it makes it it makes it very easy in that way to not have to only cook for yourself but you're cooking for four guys total and having all of us do it is it's pretty easy that's great no i think that's really good advice and honestly pretty pretty impressive as a freshman that's not something that we see a lot of freshmen uh figure out like you know going to the dining hall for the first time is like a yeah real like you mean i can eat anything in here if i just swipe this once like <laughs> yeah uh, so no, that's awesome. I think that's really good advice. Um, mm. Before we shift gears, like, is there any kind of last words of wisdom that you might have for maybe a high school kid that is just graduating this mm. weekend um, in Wisconsin, at least that's going to go play college sports on how to prepare, what to expect for, or something to do to like get ready for that transition to being a college athlete? Yeah, I think just a big thing that I've learned is, you know, it's it's in a lot of sports, but there's just so many ups and downs. Like you might you might see yourself out of the lineup but that doesn't mean your coaches don't see you putting in the work every single day and it, it doesn't mean that all your brothers or sisters don't see you putting in the work that are on your team it's just you have to trust yourself that's the big thing is just trusting what you're doing is going to be good enough and if you can find another gear i would just you know keep finding that next year to keep developing each summer each like each summer is just an opportunity and each off season is an opportunity to just keep growing yourself and you know as we get older you might not find yourselves making as big of jumps but just refining like defining and refining everything you do just to make everything that much easier for yourself so once you get on the court the field the rink whatever it might be just making it that much easier for yourself and having full trust in yourself is a huge thing yeah no i think that's uh i think that's awesome and really really good advice that everyone would would be you know college sports it's it's harder the level of competition is up and you you just went from typically being the best player on your team to yeah. now kind of back to being the low man on the totem mm -hmm. pole and if you if you let yourself ride that roller coaster, get two up, two down, let it affect your approach. Um, you can really get, it's a slippery slope. You start losing confidence in yourself. You start not working as hard and um, it can just kind of get away from you. So just really trying to be neutral, I think is, is yeah. and just keep controlling what you can control. And sometimes you're just not good enough yet. Like you just got to work harder and uh, don't quit. So yeah, that's awesome. So I want to shift gears a little bit, um, as long as you don't mind, but talking a little bit about injury recovery, obviously, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, that's how we, that's how we met. Um, yeah. definitely privileged to know you now, yeah. but never want to, uh, do it in the injury thing. So you had a couple of big shoulder injuries that you've kind of fought back from and really returned to a, a high level of performance. Is there something that you learned or took away from, or, um, learned about your body, any, any lessons from going through some rehab processes i think just the big thing is like your life's gonna be different after after injury you know it might not be the exact same for you like my right arm just doesn't work the same as it used to and i think the big thing is just like i said in a lot like before like a lot of ups and downs throughout rehab there's gonna be a lot of dark days i mean throughout the last however many years when i was in rehab with you there was a lot of dark days but there's also a lot of light days because whenever you get closer and closer you just got to trust yourself and you know trust your PT and just know like they're going to get you where you want to be. It might not be the exact same, but that doesn't mean you can't 
you can't change and adapt just like in every in any game you play there's a lot of adaptation the defense might do something different than you're not used to but that doesn't mean you can't change and adapt and i think the same thing goes for the bodies yeah no i think i mean i think we try to get and i'm sure you and i had this conversation at some point whether you remember it or not but we try to get athletes to just like reframe mm-hmm. the mindset and and yeah it's easy to look at it as a setback but it's like well what's something that you could take away from this or do or improve on during this time and um trying to like maintain that positive that positive mental state so that you don't get kind of beaten down going through that going yep. through that process um so you kind of mentioned it earlier but what was it uh like transitioning from you play a contact sport in particular mm-hmm. going from rehab where you know we would we would try to mimic a little bit of contact and yeah. push you around a little bit or do some um, simulated falling, but that's, that's very different than actually stepping on the ice, um, getting slammed into the boards, diving for a puck and falling on your shoulder, whatever the case may be. What was it like just to reintegrate from the rehab process into this high level college contact sport? Yeah. Um, it was the second time was a lot different than the first time for sure. I mean, my big thing was when I was working with you and, and Lauren too, like, I would constantly ask you guys like is this okay like blah 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 just because i knew like especially the second time I, i'd already done it before and it my first surgery had basically failed after several years but i just had to tell myself and, and trust myself that you know i'm gonna get hit again i can't avoid contact every single day and i know my and it's just like any competitive athlete if there's a close puck or whatever you're gonna you're gonna do go all out for it if you're gonna fall on your shoulder or whatever you might be so that was just a big thing for me was like making sure it was like definitely okay with you guys and not rushing it because that's the worst thing you can do is that's whenever you find yourself in re-injury and then whenever i did step back out on the ice i just had to you know look at myself in the mirror and be like you work so hard for this like there's no why would you not give it your all um especially for everything that i've been through everything that you've been through everything that my parents had been through like we're doing this all for a reason um and so i just had to trust myself and then another thing i would do is i just had one of my buddies just come over and smack me against the wall a few times be like <laughs> just i would literally look at him and be like hey like i don't care how hard you hit me i'm trying to get back into this like i need you to just slam me against the wall and after a few times it, it worked out i mean i've been very fortunate now to go through another season of just you know not getting hurt um so yeah that was one way for me i'm sure you didn't have to convince him do too much convincing no. to get him to hit you no yeah Yeah. a little bit of energy on myself or a little pepped up anger in him that's funny i i remember um for a while when you're like you're you know just like any athlete you're just like so excited to get back to skating and you're like when can i skate when can i skate and i'm like well you could skate now but like like you just can't fall i'm like i don't i don't like you know you're getting on ice and i don't know that i trust you and you're like you're like i'm not gonna fall like i'm a really good skater (laughs) i just want to get back out there so uh, no, that's awesome. I think that's that's good advice and and something that people could take away. And I do think, in some ways, returning to contact sports are, um, I don't want to say more difficult than a non-contact sport. They each have their own challenges, but like you just have so much that's outside of your control. Like you can't, like we have to prepare you for the guy that comes and like takes a cheap shot and like takes you out from behind, right? Like we, yeah. you know, and yeah, you can say like, oh, that shouldn't happen. That's like against the rules. But it's like, well. It yeah, does. but it, it does. Right? And so um, oh, yeah. I think that was something that you and I spent a lot of time talking about too, is like, yeah, we can teach you how to fall correctly and how you should use your arm and this, that, and the other. But like, we also have to prepare you for the time that, yeah, like once I send you back out there, like I can't protect you anymore. 
and you have to be able to protect yourself and making sure that you're you're safe and and ready for that and the demands that that happens for not the best case scenario but the worst like the worst case scenario like what's the what's the fall that would scare all of us and like how can we safely get you ready to try to um you know protect yourself in that situation yeah and that happened that happened like several times this year i remember my second game of the year we were up in uh upper upper michigan and i got absolutely blindsided by some kid going across and i got hit right in my right shoulder and you know i legit sat on the ice for a second and i was like this i was like this kid i was like i have no idea like it could be out again and you know i went back to the bench and reassess everything and luckily nothing happened and then a few more times times of the year just because i'm a smaller guy like you know i got hit from behind a few times and it's always a little scary but it makes it a little bit easier each time just to you know have more trust and it's like if you can take on that like you should be able to keep pushing yourself farther and farther yeah no i think that's i think that's good advice um so what's something that you have learned and maybe we talked about a little bit but um taken from the rehab process and like things that you do now to try to just maintain your progress maintain that shoulder health like is there anything that you've really taken with you and and just incorporated into your typical routine now yeah um i think a big thing for me was obviously during rehab you know we're doing a lot of stuff after we get through the first few stages of like strengthening um and stuff like that because that's kind of the only exercise that i'm really doing for my shoulder but now with being at school and being on the ice all the time and, you know, in the gym all the time, it's a big thing for me is, you know, I don't maybe need to do as much strengthening specifically for my shoulder. Cause I'm going to get that through all my exercises for my lifts. But a big thing for me is like, you know, taking the time to fully warm up, whether that be with bands, whether that be with lacrosse balls or just, you know, some type of dynamic stretching to get my shoulder loose. Like every day I'll go in the gym before and just, you know, do bird dogs, do like certain, like, stretches things like that just to keep um just to keep my like shoulder moving and feel healthy because i know with how stiff it can be that if i don't do this then it could be a, it could be a long day um and it just i wouldn't also get the most out of it and before each game i make sure i'm taking the time to you know heat up my shoulder with pads and like heating pads and then going upstairs and stretching for an extra 15 minutes on it just to know and have that trust and it's not have to really worry about it yeah I think that's good advice. And it's, it's something that we, we talk about with a lot of people. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not fair that you got hurt, but, and now you have to do this extra stuff. It's just like the facts and like, life's not fair. And yeah, you just have to get to the field or the rink earlier. You've got to do this extra stuff that your teammates that have never gone through an injury might not have to do. Um, but it just has to be a part of your, you just have to treat it as it's just as important as whatever other pregame ritual you normally do. And, like almost become second nature. It's like, yeah. you wouldn't go on the ice without tying your skates. Like don't go on the ice without doing your, your kind of warm up routine and getting your shoulder prepared. Mm-hmm. So no, I think that's a um, really good perspective. And I'm, I'm proud that the lessons have, have, uh, have yeah. stuck. Yes. Um, okay. The last little topic that I think you have some really interesting perspective, if you're willing to share a little bit about, but um, you did have the second injury and, and there was some, you had some different opinions just you without getting too much into your history, but like you weren't in Milwaukee, you were kind of in between New York and Milwaukee and Kansas city. So you, you saw a couple of different doctors and not everyone agreed on, um, what was the best path forward for you? Like everyone had just slightly different takes on what you should do. So be curious if you'd be willing to share just like what that process was like kind of seeking different medical opinions and just gathering all the information and then how you essentially decided 
what to do and which physicians guidance to take and and go through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at first, whenever like it happened again, I mean, you were the first guy I called just to, you know, kind of assess what I should do. Um, and then we kind of, me and my parents kind of came to the conclusion to go back to Milwaukee and see the, see the same doctor who did my first surgery. Um, and you know, we're, um, I was able to get an MRI and all those types of things and kind of go from there. Um, and then when I went back to Milwaukee or was over the phone with him, um, he kind of rec- recommended the same surgery, um, that I had, uh, my senior year of high school. Um, and I was, you know, I was, kind of hesitant because I was like, well, if I did it before it could happen, it could slip again or whatever, like it could fail. So then we um, took the time to kind of reassess as a family. Um, and we decided to go back to Kansas city uh, and meet with a doctor there. Um, and he was able to look at the same imaging and everything. And after that, he decided to do a much more severe, uh, like just in a different way, like a more intense surgery um, that would take a lot more time. It seemed in the rehab process compared to the first one. Um, and that was, it was definitely very challenging to have to go through that because they, you know, reconstructed my shoulder in ways that I'd never heard of. And, you know, after coming down to it and him, you know, talking about all the different people he's done this for and showing me examples, me and my parents were able to come to the conclusion that, you know, this is what I am going to want to do just because in the past, you know, I totally am thankful for what my past doctor did for me, you know, got me through several years of playing hockey, but I want this to my, this surgery to be my last surgery. Um, and I don't want to have to go through that, you know, the, the pain and suffering of not being able to skate for two to three months and not being able to move my shoulder for about five weeks. And that's kind of what it was. And now I look back and I'm beyond grateful for both doctors of every, every aspect of everything they've done for me. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, I think it's good advice and it's not, I don't know. We, I mean, being in the medical field too, like, and it's something that I learned about when I was interning with the Packers that, I mean, most professional athletes have at least two docs look at any image before they do anything. And it it doesn't insinuate distrust and it doesn't insinuate that like one doctor is wrong. Like there's just sometimes more than one answer. Sometimes there's not, there's just one choice and great. We always tell people like the only thing you can't undo is surgery. And so if you don't feel like you have all the information, if you're just not comfortable yet, like there's just nothing wrong with asking someone else to just take a look and get their opinion. And it's, um, nine times out of 10, the, the doctors do agree. Um, they do the same thing. Like it's kind of more clear cut and now you can go in and like, just know that you're doing the right thing. And, um, but if there is another option that you just didn't know about, or maybe it's newer, whatever the case may be, um, now at least you can make a fully informed decision on like, what's, what's best for you and what are the pros and cons of each approach. And, and there typically is, pros and cons of each approach. There's never just like one right answer, but then you can make the decision that like lines up in your best interest versus just like doing something because it's convenient or it happens to be the first guy you saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, but I I do think it's hard to, to go through those and can be kind of, I don't know, intimidating when you like got two docs that are both really smart, both really good surgeons. And like one guy wants to do one thing and the one guy wants to do the other, like that can be very overwhelming for someone. So no, that's uh that's awesome, man. I really, really appreciate you uh taking some time out of your busy summer day with training and getting ready for the next season and summer jobs and all of that to share some of your experience on the transition to college and and then going through these these injury processes. And um, hopefully people that are listening can relate to this and and take a few things away as um even if they're not at hockey players, but as they get ready for college or they go through a rehab process. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, just thanks for everything. I mean, thanks for having me on. And obviously thanks to you and Lauren and everyone at Kinetic for everything over the past few years. And, you know, and I might, might not be in it as often, but I'm always checking in and making sure everything's still running the right way. <laughs> yeah. We all, uh, we all miss getting to hang out with you uh, in the, in the summer. Although um, as I told you last time, like you can just come back and visit, but n- no more, no more rehabs. Yeah. No more, please. So awesome, Luke. Well, thanks again for the time and I hope you have a great summer and uh, we'll catch up soon. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, wait a second. Do you have a teammate or friend that's going through ACL rehab right now? We would love to help them. Quite frankly, the state of ACL rehab in this country is not great right now with many athletes never returning fully to play at a high level and undergoing a second ACL injury quite commonly. We have a free online ACL masterclass that tells athletes and families everything that they need to know step-by-step from the time of surgery until their return to the field to help them get back, perform at a high level with a reduced risk of injury. This online class is totally free and you can sign up for it at the link in our bio at kinetic underscore SMP or at the link in the show notes of this podcast. We would really appreciate it if you would share this with anyone that we could help recover from this injury.